Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa and I'm your host. Today I am super excited to talk to Shaquita. Shaquita is, I don't think I have laughed so much in an episode as I have with this episode. She is so crazy, so down to earth, just you really want to be friends with her because she's just so real and so authentic. Um, You may remember um, we talked about Shaquita a little bit in episode 14 when I was chatting with my friend Marissa when we talked about her brainchild, Our Shades of Influence. Um, And Our Shades of Influence is basically three women of color who got together and created a campaign that basically talks about you need representation of people from all different colors, races, religions, everybody across the board. Everybody needs to be represented in mainstream media. Well, Shaquita is one of the three women. Marissa, in episode 14, is the founder of it and is one of the three. So I have two of the three on already. But I really hope you really enjoyed this episode with Shaquita. She cracks me up. We talk about everything from fashion to her not being the typical size zero model to um, being out in public to her Instagram stories where she has her pimple cream on and her hair in a bonnet to basically being a step parent. And so I really think this is a really great episode if you're dealing with anything, if you're dealing with body image issues, how to deal with being a step parent, how to deal with not looking like everybody else, basically. So I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Welcome back to another edition of Chats in the Blog Cabin. Today, I look at that big smiling face that's joining me today. I am so happy to be here with me, Shaquita. So tell us who you are. Oh, well, I am just, I love that intro. <laughs> but I am Shaquita of the Unconventional Southern Belle, and I am a beauty, fashion, and lifestyle uh, creator. I've been doing this for about three and a half years, and I am based in North Carolina, um, married for almost six years. I'm a bonus mom to a 12-year-old boy, <laughs> and I am also a full-time employee. Basically, you have everything in a nutshell. Let's talk about your... Um, your platform, because you use your platform to inspire others, and you talk about beauty and everything else. Let's talk about why did you create your platform? Absolutely. So I actually created my platform after a conversation 
with a girlfriend of mine. I told her how much I enjoyed kind of sharing where I got things and different experiences. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll start a blog. But at that point, I was over 30. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't because in the blog world, I'm an old lady at this point. Um, but I just I decided to go for it. So I started the secret Instagram page um, that I kept private from everybody that I knew. And um, yeah, it just kind of snowballed, especially after my husband found out about it. And he was just kind of all in from the start. And it was like, yeah, let's do this thing. And we just we just started growing from there. And it's just been such a, a huge opportunity for me to connect with people and meet folks that I normally wouldn't meet in my everyday life. Um, so I'm very fortunate and very blessed that I'm able to do that through this platform and, and through things that I enjoy sharing with other people. Um, so yeah, that's that's really how it started and why it keeps going because it's not an easy job, but it is an enjoyable job. Now you mentioned your husband. Now any, I've seen your husband at work with you like, yeah, baby, go for it. You know, because we were at a... Uh, conference in Durham and he was like your biggest fan, your biggest supporter. And you even said he pushes you to do things. He's like, get the contract, get this going. So let's talk about what it means to have your husband supporting you. Oh my goodness. It means absolutely everything. Um, without him, I honestly don't know if I would still be doing this at this point because like you said, he is my biggest supporter and he just sees something in me that Sometimes I don't even see it myself. I probably asked him maybe two weeks ago. I was like, do you think I can do this because you love me? Or is it because I am, I'm just really that good? He's like, no, you're that good. I don't know if I can believe him. I think it's just, it's just because he loves me. But he just, he, the faith that he has in me and my abilities is just, how can I quit? You know, when he sees something in me so deeply it's just yeah it just motivates me to to keep going and if it were not for him i probably would have dipped out by now but you guys are so cute together though you are just the cutest and sweetest couple ever i think out of all the blogging couples you are like the sweetest because you actually see him walking hand in hand with you on the blogging journey there's a lot of husbands that follow along and they're like yeah, hi, I'm here. Okay, we're done. Let's dip out. <laughs> yes. No, he is right there every step of the way. It, it almost seems like, especially now since things are starting to open back up a little bit, you know, we do the pre-hour events. It's almost as if people know it's a given that Doug's going to be with me. <laughs> so, especially with COVID, I'm always like, can I bring my plus one? They're like, girl, yeah, we knew that Doug was coming. It wasn't a question. <laughs> Plus, too, he's your photographer, too, right? Does he take pictures when you're at events with you, like take your outfit pictures and things like that? So he's an essential employee. <laughs> mm, he is. He absolutely is. He's so much better at that than I am because I am a live in the moment kind of person. So mm -hmm. I'm just enjoying the experience. And he's like, you might want to get a picture of this or get a video of that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he keeps me focused. So what does it mean for your bonus son for you to go out and do all these things? Does, what does he think of it? 
he is at that age where he understands social media. So he can grasp the concept of the fact that his mom is an influencer. So he's just like, he's like, how many followers do you have on this platform or that platform? How much did you get paid for that brand deal? And I'm like, get away from me. None of your business, kid. <laughs> but he understands it all. And he's just kind of enamored by it. And he's been able to come with us when we've done things for blog partnerships and kind of explaining to him, like, this is my work and this is why we're able to do this. And and he is like, he's like, yeah. He's like, this is what you need to do to get more followers on Instagram. I'm like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> you see him creeping a lot of times on your Instagram and your stories. He's like behind you, like creeping in and peeking in. <laughs> Always, any chance he, as soon as he hears me start to speak, he knows. He's like, he's like, here I am. <laughs> like, Jaden, why are you trying to get famous off of me? <laughs> so when you first started, you started just because you were really into fashion and beauty and then you didn't think it was going to grow like this and you didn't think you were going to inspire other people, did you? I absolutely did not. I started doing this because I wanted some free shirts and it just got crazy. <laughs> it got real crazy. Um, but I am, I am so thankful for every opportunity and everybody that I've been able to inspire and connect with. It still just blows my mind that people care <laughs> about what I'm doing. Um, but I, I, I enjoy being able to um, kind of present this um, person that you normally wouldn't see with typical beauty standards. And I think that has been so helpful. I've gotten so many comments from people who have said, you know, they are thankful that they found me um, because they're able to see what things look like on a curvy body. Um, mm -hmm. So that has been just mind blowing. So let's talk about that because you aren't your normal stick figure model, but yet you personify so much and you emanate so much beauty that you, people can't help but be drawn to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> that, so, that will always be strange to me because I did not grow up being the, the pretty girl or the girl that, you know, the boys liked. Um, so I think that's why I think I'm funny. Other people might not think I'm funny, but that is the way that I've survived. So because I wasn't the pretty girl. And I think it also helps that it, it built character in me. And it, that also draws people to me, my personality. Um, and then I also know how to put an outfit together. Um, just kind of helps the whole situation. Um, so it's always so strange to me when people kind of compliment my appearance because I still am like, you know, I'm just, I'm regular. But I'm funny though. <laughs> That's really my claim to fame, being funny. Oh, I think you're, you got more than that as your claim to fame. <laughs> Now let's talk about the importance, well, thank you. 
importance of representation because you just talked about you're not the you're not the typical model, and then also the the fact that you're a person of color as well. You know, because little girls have to look up to this. Little girls have to see the representative, all shapes, sizes, colors represented, and that's not mainstream media doesn't normally represent exactly. that. So let's talk about the importance of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I, I was just on a conversation last night. Um, on Clubhouse with um, a couple of very big people in the industry. And I was just so honored to be invited. Aya Kanai, who is the head of partnerships at Pinterest, who used to be the editor-in-chief at Marie Claire Teen, um, Teen Magazine. Um, and then, like, just crazy. And that was one of the questions that came up, you know. Um, we're talking about the Oscars and kind of the looks on the red carpet and how people are going for more of these minimal makeup looks and natural hair and, you know, wearing their natural texture. And, and we were just discussing how growing up, I mean, I'm a millennial woman, a grand millennial. We didn't see that in mainstream media. Like We did not see people who looked like me, who wore their hair straight or natural like me. Um, growing up and we just didn't have anything to base, you know, those standards of beauty upon. Instead, we were always chasing that Eurocentric standard of beauty, which is just unattainable because my hair does not grow straight out of my scalp, you know? So I have to do all of these extra steps to make my hair straight. <laughs> you know, so all of these things that we have to consider to achieve this standard of beauty, which, you know, coming from a small town, as I did, you know, uh, working class family, we didn't always have the means for those things. Um, so being able to see people who look like me is going to be important for generations of young girls coming behind us um, to, to see themselves represented and to know that their standard of beauty is also the standard, you know, we we are all beautiful. There is not one standard of beauty. You know, being thin with straight hair um, is not the standard. You know, you can be curvy with curly hair. You can still be beautiful, um, and that transcends transcends race. I mean, there are plenty of women of different races with curly hair who are curvy or who have broad features. You know. So I just think it's important to have that represented in the media. And I think we're making strides in the right direction with more bloggers who are coming out who are average size, mm -hmm. um, who are embracing their curves, embracing their natural textures, embracing their, their complexion. I think that there's hope for sure. So that definitely also motivates me to keep going. Um, because I know there there needs to be representation in the spaces that I represent, you know, as a woman of color who is a size 14, who is 5'9", not in heels, who loves yeah. heels. <laughs> so, yeah, because I mean, honestly, uh, everybody needs to be represented across the board, not just, you know, people of color, like skinny, fat, you know, LGBTQ, all these different types of religions and everything all need to be represented. But when you were growing up, you said there, there wasn't anybody that looked like you. Was there someone that you kind of looked up to, though? Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, Lord. You mean like celebrities or just 
in my life. Um, celebrities and in your life. Let's do both of them. Okay. Ooh. Um, celebrities, my goodness. Tyra Banks. <laughs> you know, Beyonce, when she finally rolled out, a little 13-year-old queen was like, wow. Wow. Um, and definitely in my own personal life, my my mother, who is the exact opposite of me, she wears no makeup. She, <laughs> she I mean, I, she used to wear lipstick when I was a young girl, but now it's like fresh face all the time. But her youngest sister, um, yeah, I'm like a chip off of that block. So she was definitely who I looked up to in terms of like uh, for beauty and fashion and those things. Um, she is just, she is probably why I'm also pretty crazy as well, cause she's crazy and, uh, <laughs> She uh she actually birthed my youngest cousin. We have lots of cousins, but my youngest cousin, she's like me on steroids. She's the worst. <laughs> I love how you said she's the worst. <laughs> she is the worst. She is she is a little savage. She is only thirteen, and she's like one of my favorite people to talk to because it's like she's like this is what Shaquita would have been if my aunt had raised me. Like I got to spend time with her. But I mean, this is her kid. Oh, she's the worst. I love her. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now you also teamed up with a, a a former guest that I had on, Marissa, with our Shades of Influence. So let's talk about that because I'm I I can't wait for you guys to like take this to new levels. Yes, I. Love, love, love Marissa. Love, love, love Tiffany. And am so excited for what we are going to do with our Shades of Influence. Of course, when the pandemic hit, that really slowed us down a whole bunch, but we have things in the works um, and we are coming back. Um, but it, it, this was Marissa's brainchild. Mm -hmm. She came up with the concepts and basically proposed to us literally the message was like i want to give you this rose will you be a part <laughs> she, is, she is the funniest person i know seriously and we accepted and i think it just came it was at the right time not only you know globally but also locally the goal is to increase the visibility of you know, minority, non-mainstream creators in the area and showing that we too can represent brands with integrity and excellence. Um, and we also have a lot of money that we are putting into these industries. Um, and so just going back to the matter of representation, we don't want to to put our money into businesses where we don't see ourselves represented you know i'm not going to go into a store where i only see clothing on on slim bodies what's that going to look like on me you know i don't yeah. necessarily want to bring my money there um so just trying to educate businesses on you know expanding um and being more inclusive and that's really what we were born out of and even within our shades of influence we're all different we're all black mm -hmm. women but we're all different you know, Tiffany's very petite. Marissa's more of an athletic build while I'm tall, curvy, you know. Um, 
our hair textures are not the same. Our complexions are not the same. You know, so it even within this group, it is just still so many differences that you can identify within the black culture. You know, we're, we're not a monolith. You know, there are so many differences um, that we all represent. Um, and that's really what we wanted to do with our Shades of Influence. And we're just excited to get that thing rolling again, because I know that we can do so much for sure. Was there any ever any awkwardness when you guys first get, got together or did you guys already know each other? Did not know Tiffany. Um, I did not meet her until we did the group shot where we had about eight ladies from the area. That was the first time I ever met Tiffany. Um, so Marissa connected us and it was just an instant connection with all of us. Um, it was it was really fate. <laughs> it really was. It was it was really no. It was God's design, honestly, um, for us all to be to be brought together with Marissa being the conduit for that. But really, it was just like we immediately clicked, and we are still all so very close. We still spend time with each other. Um, we we have a group chat. I mean, we're constantly in contact with each other. Um, so. I mean, it started as kind of this blogging thing, but it really evolved into a, a real genuine sisterhood um, that I'm just so thankful for. Now let's talk about the importance of, like we talked about the companies having representation across the board. I know a lot of bloggers now have gotten to where the, in the writers and their contracts say, let me show you representation. How does that, what does that mean to you when you see other bloggers vocally saying, it needs to be represented across the board. Absolutely. That means everything to me. And every single time I get a brand contract or a deal and they are saying like, we need more creators. We're looking for more. I'm always, I'm always giving them the contacts of my fellow minority creators, you know, because I know that not necessarily, we're not always getting that hand out, that mm -hmm. hand up first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So if I can get in there and then bring you in with me, mm -hmm. are we doing it? They're like, oh, do you know anybody else who'd be interested? I sure do. <laughs> Here's my list. Thank you. So I, that's, that's so unusual too, because in some of the blogging worlds, it's not collaboration over competition. It's competition over collaboration, because there's a lot of that are very cutthroat. No way. No way. I am a firm believer in what God has for me is for me. Um, you're not going to take what is mine and I'm not going to take what is yours. You know, this is a billion dollar industry. And if you are doing your, your job with excellence and integrity, why, I mean, why shouldn't you have these opportunities? I mean, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of influencers for sure. Um, but not everybody is doing the job mm -hmm. at the same level, you know, and if mm -hmm. I know of someone who is doing the job at the level that, you know, a brand would want, we're not, we're not all created equally. You know, we, we all have something different to, well, I won't say not created equally, but we're just not, we're not giving the same thing. You know, we all have, we all have something different to bring to the table. Um, 
so definitely equal but but we're we're different like we're just yeah yeah i just don't think yeah yeah, yeah, we have a unique voice. We all have our own unique voice of the way we write things, the way we look yes. at things, and everything. <laughs> I knew what you were thinking. I just put it out there. Thank you. Did you ever think you were going to be as big as you are? Because, I mean, you just were on, like you said, a, a call with the, on Pinterest, and, you know, and you were like doing that whole live with Pinterest. still blows my mind. I have no idea <laughs> how I got here and how the likes of, you know, I uh, um, actually know my name and know who I am. And every single time I speak to anybody at Pinterest, they're like, oh, we all know you. Or sometimes they'll DM me on other platforms and say, oh my goodness, I've heard about you. I just wanted to say hello. Um, employees from Pinterest, and I'm like, that is so crazy. I want to say hello to you. Like, hi. <laughs> You're like, put me on payroll, <laughs> right? Hire <laughs> <laughs> me. Let's be friends and also coworkers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, Pinterest has definitely afforded me a number of opportunities, and they have just been so good to me. Um, I mean, I've just never experienced that with any other platform. And it's not just me. I mean, they are accessible. I've talked to so many people who have talked to people at Pinterest. It's, it's not this mythical creature where you can't, it's, uh, you can't get in. Like you, you can contact someone at Pinterest and talk with them directly, which is what I love so much about them is that they are all so approachable. So it's just been a dream working with them, honestly. It's just a crazy dream. And I'm like. <sighs> so let's talk about what Pinterest is, because a lot of people think, oh, Pinterest is where I need to go look for my latest craft idea or a recipe for dinner tonight. Pinterest is so much more. So let's talk about that. Pinterest is totally changing the landscape. So you're going to get classic Pinterest. Like you said, you can still go there and find a recipe for dinner tonight or find an outfit idea um, because it is a search engine. You can still go and search for things, but now they are creating space specifically for creators. And we are able to create that inspiration that people are coming to Pinterest for. So going back to representation, Pinterest is working very hard to change that narrative that you you want to see a black woman on Pinterest, you've got to search black woman outfit. They are working to bring in these creators um, who look like me, who are creating fresh content and people can have open access to it. You don't necessarily have to put, you know, a race behind it. Outfits for women, women of all colors, sizes, shapes, are going to come up. And that is what they are working to do with bringing in creators and creating fresh content that is native to the platform. So that has just been, Pinterest is hands down my favorite place to create. It just takes the pressure out of, you know, perfectly filtered feeds and, mm -hmm. um, you know, posting at the right time, you know, making sure I'm answering all the comments within the first 30 minutes. Pinterest has removed a lot of that and has just really opened up the freedom to doing 
what I enjoy doing as a creative and that's create and inspire and tell people all the things that they might not even want to know. <laughs> just laying it all out over on Pinterest for sure. Um, and I just, I just love being a part of that platform and what they're trying to do. Yeah. And, and basically you are very authentic on, on your social media because you even show you're working out, you even show, look at my makeup table. This looks, this looks, this is a mess. It is, it's like, mm. yeah, <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I so trust y'all. We family. I can yeah. share with y'all. See, that's what I, that's what I love about you is that you just said, I trust y'all. We're family. I mean, because there are a lot of creators out there don't show the behind the scenes. They just show the picture perfect thing. And it's so important to show the viewers and show people that are following you, your, your messy moments, as well as your, your perfectly curated moments. Mm. And I hear that a lot, especially like on Saturday mornings when I'll pop on with my bonnet on and pimple cream on. Um, one of my coworkers is even DM me before. She's like, I really appreciate just kind of seeing you in your natural element um, and kind of seeing that contrast to when you are all done up and, and put together. And I'm like, girl, this is me. <laughs> so I really do. I, I just, I want to take that veil away, you know, and kind of tear down those unrealistic beauty standards of always having to be put together and always having to have makeup on and your hair always being done. Mm -mm. See, and so many people are so scared that if people see them as without the makeup, without all this stuff, that they're not going to like them, their self-esteem, they don't have the self-esteem. They, they really have low self-esteem about themselves if they're not made up. So for you doing that, that maybe somebody right. else can say, hey, she can do it. I can do it. Was that your goal with all this? Oh, come on. That is absolutely my goal. That is like, we don't have to be perfectly airbrushed to be valuable or to be loved or to be accepted because that's not realistic. It is my worst fear for someone to only know me on social media and then meet me in real life and be like, huh, who is that? <laughs> nope, I want them to meet me and be like, yep, that's her. That's who I saw on stories. That is my goal. <laughs> the, the good or the bad on the stories, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case they catch me out looking crazy. <laughs> that did happen to me once. We were we own a couple dry cleaners, and I happened to be in one of our locations with my husband and with this young lady, we're actually friends now on social media because we connected after that. But I happened to walk across the building in front of the door. We had a customer who came late and she was trying to come in. And my husband was like, all right, let's grab her clothes and get them to her. And so she's waiting outside the door and I hear the door creak open. And she says, oh, my God, is that the unconventional Southern Belle? And I was like, do I look crazy today? And they get <laughs> I was like, yeah, girl, it's me. <laughs> and she DM'd me after and we laughed about it and uh, and we connected on social media. But it was just one of those moments like you you can catch me out and I can just look any kind of how. <laughs> I, I want you to be bad in by that. It's me. <laughs> so what is 
that mean when people recognize you out in public though? Oh my goodness. It is the craziest thing. Oh One of the other uh, times that happened to us, we were actually in Charleston, South Carolina. And this particular young lady, we had actually connected, um, oh gosh, probably a year ago at that point, we had a mutual friend and it was right around the time that everything shut down for COVID and she had her 40th birthday party virtually. So we had met once via Zoom and then had not seen each other for a year. So my husband and I are at, at our hotel, we're standing outside uh, trying to figure out where we're going for lunch. And we see this young lady and she like walks toward me and I'm like, and then she like make, takes another step. She's like, Shaquita? And I was like, huh? <laughs> Hi. Then she told me who she was. And I was like, oh my gosh, hey, we know each other. But I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? Is somebody mad at me? But she honestly, she told me I really shouldn't take the credit. She was like, I, I knew it was you because of your husband. I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give him some credit though. <laughs> you gotta give him some credit though, because he does support you. He does some crazy stuff when you guys do in your yes, your does. polls on road trips. Is it a city or is it a town? That one was cracking me up. Yes. Oh my goodness. We uh, we go back and forth. We're all from South Carolina, from these little itty bitty towns. Mine is the biggest though. My bonus son also lives in a very small town in South Carolina. So we, the three of us will, I'm like, you both live in townships. I'm from a city. And they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> it's an ongoing debate in this home. That's <laughs> too funny. Now I can remember the first time, that, it's gonna be a Marissa story that I was, frugal mom, but it wasn't as frugal mom. I, I was like, oh my gosh, you're the one with the blog cabin. I've been stalking your Instagram. I mean, Marissa admitted to stalking my Instagram. And I was like, yes. wow. <laughs> that is how Marissa and I connected. I actually think maybe I stalked her first. So I was still very new to influencing and I was just looking for people to connect with. Saw that she had spent time in South Carolina living there, which is where I'm from. And I was like, oh my gosh. Where'd you live? So we had a conversation um, and it was kind of it. But Marissa, in her beautiful stalkering way, she continued to stalk. And she's like, she made a decision that I was going to be her friend in real life. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. The girl gets what she wants. Yep, she does. <laughs> but she's the sweetest, one of the sweetest, most sweetest people ever. Yes, Yes, she is. She whenever the first time Marissa and I actually connected was when we all met at that blogger conference. Um, she brought me a copy of the newspaper article that Linda of Linda East World and I were featured in it because I couldn't get my hands on it. And she reached out. She said, I'll get it for you and I'll bring it to you. And she did. And it's now hanging up in my in my hallway. I framed it and hung it up. And that was really the first time Marissa and I really connected. So that all happened around the same time we all met. Wow. And I mean, but you've blown up since then, though. Because, I mean, I I will admit I hadn't heard of you before, but there was a lot of bloggers out there I had not heard of. But now it's like I watch you and they're like, this girl's on fire. She's blowing up. So. Oh, my God, guys. So crazy. <laughs> so, really, seriously, how did you get to 
the growth that you've gone in that short couple of years. The grace of God. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I just, I honestly don't know where the shift happened. I think it's probably because I, I've just continued to show up as my authentic self on social media. And I think there has been a shift in general over the last couple of years where people are seeking that out. They're looking for people who are being for real because they want to see people who they can see themselves in um, and who they can relate to. Sorry, I'm making all the noise. And I think that's really helped to build connection uh, with my following and just kind of continue to draw people in and want to connect with me and follow along with me. Um, and it's just, it just blows my mind. It just blows my mind, honestly. I'm, just, I'm so thankful. Um, yeah. So where do you see the unconventional Southern Belle going, though? Oh, Lord. I, I truly believe that it's going to continue growing. I mean, I've this year, if it's in any indication of the trajectory. I mean, I've already gotten some very phenomenal opportunities and they're continuing to roll in. I just got another one that hit my inbox on Friday. Just kind of, I cried a little bit. Wow. So it's right. Exactly. My husband was just looking at me like, he's like, I'm not surprised. I'm like, I am. <laughs> so I think that we're just going to continue growing and learning more about this business and this industry and honing my craft because I truly do enjoy doing it. And I'm just going to keep putting my all into it and see where it takes me. Now, when we met, you also had a side job. I mean, a full-time job and you were doing this as a side job. You still had a full-time job too? You still working that? Girl, how do you find time to do I all do. this? Mm -hmm. um, I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> So yeah, like last night, I didn't. I don't think I went to sleep until about three thirty in the morning. Because again, like I said, this huge opportunity has hit my inbox. I'm preparing for that. I've got some other things in the works, and it's just I really just want to get things done when when they come to me. So it's yeah, I don't need sleep, but I need sleep. I love sleep, but I will sacrifice it to work. So how can you yeah. be your best self without sleep, though? That's what I'm wondering. Because I know a lot of people, when they don't get sleep, mistakes get slipped through the cracks and things like that. <laughs> that is very true. Lots of coffee. You are absolutely right, Melissa, in that whenever you are not taking care of yourself at a certain level, things do slip through the cracks in you know, being responsible essentially for people's lives in my full-time job. And then also the obligation to my brand partners that I take on these uh, jobs with, it's a lot. And I really need to be at my best to do that. And last night while I'm up and trying to convince myself like Shaquita, go to bed, you need to go to sleep. You can't function on four hours of sleep. Um, so it's definitely been a struggle for me because I am just so hyper-focused whenever I want to get something done. So it's been a bit, a, 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 a really a, a learning experience of, you know, you need to shut it off. You need to shut it down. You need to go to bed. 
And my husband, again, he comes into play a lot for that because he is someone who can fall asleep in 30 seconds and be up at the butt crack of dawn while I'm over there <laughs> for an hour. Like, what did I wear on that day in the eighth grade? <laughs> Can't shut the brain off. My husband's the same way. He like can lay down and be asleep. Me, nope. I can lay there for an hour and my brain will not shut off. Exactly. So I've definitely tried to decrease my screen time um, when it gets close to bedtime. So I've even said on my social media accounts, if people reach out to me and I don't respond in the evenings, it's because I put my phone down because I have to kind of dis disconnect for um, for my, my mental health. So that's something that I'm trying to implement, just, you know, putting the phone down, um, sticking to my evening routines, kind of to wind down and get to bed at a decent hour so that I can wake up and be refreshed and give my all to my nine to five and then give my all to my, my part-time, full-time business. And then to my husband, you know, and when my son is here, to my son, you know. So do you ever see yourself walking away from the full-time job and doing this full-time? That is so tough. Um, I also still struggle with, um, you know, kind of how I was raised in that, you know, you go to school, you get a degree, you get a job, you work for 30 years, you retire and you die. So I still have a hard time imagining not having that stability of, you know, like clockwork, that check that's going to come in every two weeks. Um, but I am becoming more adventurous and more of a risk taker. So I don't know. I, I, I can't say. <laughs> it's a scary thought. It's a scary thought, Melissa. You're giving me anxiety. No. Sorry. <laughs> no. Do you, do you ever draw the line of protecting some parts of your life from social media and your influence or is everything pretty much out there? Because I know a lot of bloggers put everything out there and a lot of bloggers are like, no, they don't put, like, they don't put their names of the children out there. They don't put their, even the children's faces out there. They're like behind the scene. Like if they take a picture, it's from behind and stuff like that. So do you, what do you do for stuff like that? Absolutely. I will definitely say there are things that are private to my family that I, I don't share. I'm definitely not a put it all out there kind of blogger. I'm going to give you 90% of me, but there are just some things that are kept for my husband, for my family, you know, that I'm just not going to share. For the longest time, I did not share my son on, on social media. He probably started showing up when he was around eight years old and he's 12 now. So back in the day when I was still on Snapchat a whole lot, it was the Jaden and Shaquita show. He was always on my Snapchat. One of our friends would say it, it never failed. Whenever he saw me, he saw him. And that's, that's still pretty accurate. Because if he's here, if you see me, you're going to see him. Because even though he's 12, he's still a snuggler. So if if I'm sitting on the couch, we have this huge couch, he's going to find the spot right next to me and squeeze in and demand that I slide over. And I'm like, 
I'm like, there's couch. You don't want? He's like, nope. Give me some of that blanket. Oh <laughs> and he's so musty now. <laughs> I'm like, you still want to snuggle? You're musty. So I definitely say that there is a, a line. Um, and my husband is definitely more reserved than I am. Um, so sometimes I'll go to post something and he'll be like, no, ma'am. No. Like, no? He's like, no. Okay. I can see why. I can see why. Okay. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a balancing act. Yeah. And I've, I've also said that if we have more children, because we do want more children, um, I don't think I'd want to be a mommy blogger. I'm, I don't think I would want to share something so special with the world, like as soon as it like popped out. And I know some bloggers, like the baby is fresh out of the womb and it's like, hello. No, 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 no. I think, uh, I think that's where I would draw the line. Yeah. It kind of surprised me that you said that your husband is more reserved because I see him pushing you into things, doing things. So he's more reserved. Maybe he's looking at maybe your image as well as other things. Like, no, no. He's definitely the, he's the big picture thinker and I am more detailed oriented so he can see long-term and I'm like in the moment, I'm like, you know, this thing would be good right now where he's like, He's like, hold on, wait. Let's think about this. I'm like, why? This seems like fun. He's like, chill. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now, your bonus son. Yeah, he keeps me balanced. Yeah. Your bonus son, you have a great relationship with him. How did you make that happen? Because sometimes you hear a lot of parents that they horror stories. It's just my little broke best friend, man. I love him so much we have been together since Jaden was four months old um and i think it helps that he does not know life without me there was never a life without Dan for him um uh, and there was never a relationship with doug without him in it you know so this whole thing was built on this family unit so we have always been together for the last 12 years. It's been us. Um, and I think that has really just helped to build our relationship. And that, I mean, I've been holding that little critter since he was a little, little critter. <laughs> and Doug would have to tell, he's like, you know, you can lay him down. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't care if we're both sweating to death. I'm just going <laughs> to hold him. <laughs> and I've loved him from the start. And I, and I think he, he knows that. He knows that I'm, I'm tough on him, but even still, he will come to me and apologize to me and tell me how much he loves me because he knows at the root of that how much I love him. And he knows I will fiercely protect him. I would kill for him. And he knows that. He, was a, <laughs> he played uh, basketball one year and it was a game on his actual birthday. And I think one of the kids hit him and he began to cry on the court and mom and dad, both bio biological mom, dad, does, they're both like, don't cry. And I'm over there like, let him cry, let him feel emotions. And of course, whenever the game's over, he comes directly to me 
And I said, Jaden, why'd you come to me? Is it because you know I'll fight a kid? And he was like, I said, that's right, son. I will fight that kid for you. <laughs> we will. Forget these people, you and me, kid. <laughs> I tell Doug all the time, if something were to happen between us and I tell Jaden to pack his bags and let's go, he's packing his bag. He ain't asking no questions. Come on, son. <laughs> We're going to find you a new daddy. <laughs> so do you have any suggestions for people that are actually entering into a relationship with somebody who has kids? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's not easy. Um, sometimes it can feel difficult to find where you fit in as kind of this extra parent. Um, but I think if you lead with love and you genuinely um, relate to them through, you know, through love, the children feel that. They can feel that you care for them genuinely. And that is going to build the relationship. That's going to build the trust. And that's going to open the door for you to be able to parent in the role that is carved out for you. You know, I'm not a step parent. I'm extra. I'm here to support what your mom and dad does. You know, I'm not trying to create something new. I'm just, I'm an extra team. I'm an extra teammate. Yes. I the love that how you said you're not <laughs> well, the extra trying one. to create something new because a lot of parents that come in, a lot of people come in, try to create their own rules. And it's hard enough for the kids to navigate rules at mom's house, rules at dad's house. And then someone else gets thrown in and now their rules have to be kids can't navigate all these rules absolutely absolutely so i am just i'm i'm supporting cast member for sure but i have worked hard to build a relationship with him as as quita you know no obligations no demands i've always been quita but if somebody asks he's gonna say that's my mom so yeah. So um, that I, I'm so grateful for our relationship. I, I just love that kid so much. We always get in so much trouble. His daddy's always like, stop it. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> now let's go back to the blogging thing. What would you tell a blogger who's starting out? That maybe don't Ooh, think they should, they're fitting into the stereotypical of what a blogger looks like? What would you tell them? Oh my goodness. I would say, let that go. Because there are so many cookie cutter bloggers out there. There's enough. We need you. And like you said earlier, we need your unique voice because there is someone looking for you and I think the TikTok platform is such a great example of, the, of that. There's so many pockets of communities that they've built on there. Like there's a communities of folks who have like these congenital eye defects where they have only one eye or people who, who have, don't have teeth, you know, for some reason, medical conditions, uh, their teeth have fallen out and now they, you know, ha they have dentures. Like literally any community that you can think of has been built mm -hmm. on TikTok. People are looking for you specifically. They're not looking for these perfectly quaffed people because that's not realistic. 
-hmm. yeah, nobody's perfect. So if you're bringing your genuine, unique voice, people are going to resonate with that. And if you stay true to that, you're going to you're going to find success. And success is not always having a hundred thousand followers. You know, it's not pretending that you can afford all the new luxury things. Success is different for everybody, you know. And you will achieve your measure of success if you stay true to what is true to you. And just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just Nike it. Yeah, that's uh, Nike came to my mind. I was like, just be like Nike, just do it, but do it in your own unique way. Yes, exactly, for sure. So, Shaquita, where can people find you at? Oh, yes, you can find me on uh, social media platforms at Unconventional Southern Bell across all platforms. And my website is www.theunconventionalsouthernbell.com. And I want to thank you so much for coming on. I mean, I have not laughed so hard with a guest as I have laughed with you. But that's basically watching you on Instagram. That's just you, who you are on Instagram, too. I don't know how many times I look at your Instagram and I just yes. I'm like, girl. <laughs> we crazy. Mostly me. I'm crazy. <laughs> So I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your part of your day with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been You're fantastic. Welcome. You're welcome. So guys, we will see you on the next chat from the block cabin. Bye. Y'all, was I right? I don't think I have laughed so much in an interview as I did with her. She is just crazy. I really hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you continue to enjoy listening to the podcast. I want to thank you so much for being part of the podcast family. Please like, leave a rating and review wherever you listen to. Also hit that subscribe button because that helps me out a lot as well. Go over to YouTube, Chats in the Blog Cabin and hit subscribe. Have a blessed day, be blessed, and remember, keep chatting.